What's going on everybody, this is Noah Alvarez and you are tuned to another episode of the Mike and I podcast. want to thank everybody that's tuning in and if you're wondering why this is coming out on a Monday, well I'm trying to do something a little different. I want to incorporate releasing more than one podcast a week. I'm still going to have one coming out Friday, this upcoming Friday, but I did want to start incorporating maybe potentially two episodes a week so this is me kind of testing out the water testing out my my schedule and kind of seeing how i can best efficiently time manage and see what i can get out there but uh yeah and so you know real quickly thank you to generic sports for producing the instrumental playing in the background you can also check out more of his work at soundcloud bandcamp twitter instagram to search up generic sports also shout out to vince correa for designing the my mic and i logo now follow me on social media at underscore Noah Alvarez on Twitter and at my period Mike and period I on Instagram. That's uh, the two best social medias you could use to get in contact with me, whether it's feedback for the show or you would like to be on the show. Definitely reach out to me on those two platforms. Also, guys, I hope you guys just, you know, before we get into the conversation and this week's guest, I really hope you guys are taking care of your mental health. And also just pursuing what you, uh, pursuing your dream, you know, chase dreams, not checks, as I always say at the end of each episode, but I want to throw this in the beginning for sure. You know, like this 2020 has not gone ideal for a lot of people, but I still think there's a lot of good people trying to push the message or chase their dreams or just doing different things here. And uh, I'm trying to highlight as many people as I can, but just, I hope you guys keep your head up, continue to grind, work through whatever obstacle you may be facing and you know just continue to grow that being said now i want to introduce you to this exclusive well i guess it's mm, how am i going to word this i do want to introduce you to this episode's guest his name is demetrius i've had him on before he is one of the co-owners to scoundrel supply the clothing brand that we had on talking about mental health way back in i believe january it's either January or February before the pandemic this year. I want to say it was probably before Kobe passed too. So this was a long time coming. But they recently have a second drop. We talk about a lot about narcolepsy, which is what the second drop is related to. And we talk a lot about mental health and dealing with breaking from the norm. So it's an exclusive interview. Go check out the second drop at scoundrelsupply.com. Follow them on Instagram, scoundrels underscore supply pretty easy spelling and yeah i hope you guys enjoy this this is gonna be i'm gonna try and keep this as a semi-consistent thing where i have two episodes a week the other i think the earlier the episode earlier in the week gonna be a little shorter so i'm not gonna do all the whatever <laughs> but yeah without further ado i'm already rambling without further ado hope you enjoy the conversation with demetrius and myself Cooling. second drop man yes sir so how long was this in the making after you guys finished up with your first drop? Um, like I was telling you, so after the first drop, uh, we dropped that in January. So we were going to originally drop it in July on my birthday. I invited you out to come model, mm-hmm. come do all that and do the podcast out there. I landed up getting COVID. Um, it, the the drop was a train wreck, um, like I was telling you before. Mm-hmm. I ended up getting COVID. Um, then COVID was like full fledged because it had just stopped, and then like we were all not wearing masks anymore. Mm-hmm. Came back in, so now we're wearing them. Um, I lost the money on the house because we couldn't have it at the house that we were gonna have it at the release party. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and then it just kept on getting pushed back. Our distributor and manufacturer landed up switching factories actually. So that happened. Um, and then shit, we finally got it out in fall. This was originally spring colors, the yellow, mm-hmm. um, but good thing it, you know, sort of falls in line with fall. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So you told me too earlier that <clears throat> as far as like everything just didn't go as planned. Like how did you, I guess even during the pandemic too, you had COVID as well, like as you mentioned. I mean, was there ever a point where you just kind of felt like overwhelmed with it? Definitely. There were times where I felt overwhelmed and I'm still a little bit overwhelmed right now, I would say. Um, But that's sort of the beauty in it uh, is the struggle because, I mean, I just know my heart's in it right now Mm -hmm. because all those things that happen and then still not selling as we expected to sell. it puts a damper on you mm-hmm. and I felt like giving up, but Danny, you know, keeps me in line. He's not here right now, um, but he keeps me in line. A lot of people just keep me pushing. Um, my boy Dante Landrum, he hits me up like every time we drop and uh, he's always just like, keep it going. And it's things like that, that, you know, really keep your head in line. Mm-hmm. COVID has been a big theme too. Like, what was that like having that and all the symptoms? <sighs> That was crazy. I lost my, um, well, my mom's asthmatic and diabetic. So when I got it, I literally had to sit in my room. Like she would come (laughs) drop off food plates at my doorstep and I was going crazy. I was getting cabin fever. And then like when she would leave the house, I'd sneak out here in the backyard and just walk laps and like try to clear my mind and like ground myself in the backyard. But it was, it was intense for sure. I can only imagine because like even at the beginning of COVID when we're all like kind of forced to quarantine like we're social creatures like people forget that about humans yeah and it, you know to to tell us to stay inside a lot of people struggle with that you know especially like all the kids with high energy you just think definitely about all those, like high energetic people you know and I feel like it's putting a damper on I feel like it's definitely putting a damper on people's mental health right now because people want to execute their plans and get things done right now yeah. and same thing you know obviously like i'm trying to do you're trying to do i'm sure it had a damper on certain podcasts that you were trying to put together and things of that nature and it's just it's a lot for everybody but i mean thank god you know i'm i i told you that i took the step towards sobriety so that's been a big factor in you know really helping clear my head and um getting all my thoughts in line Mm -hmm. and getting all my plans um and not thinking in a negative nature. Yeah. So tell me about the the reason behind Sleep Sucks as the new logo for this second drop. <clears throat> so my cousin is um, narcoleptic um, and I hadn't known. And I wanted to definitely help her out. And I just wanted to figure out how to correlate it with the brand. And uh, it does play a big factor on your mental health. Um, she's in high school and you know kids can be cruel at this time so um i think we actually briefly talked about it too in the last podcast towards the end Mm -hmm. um but yeah like it was crazy to know that she was going through that and um how under how understudied narcolepsy is like there is no cure for it um and when i dropped this uh funny enough how things worked out it was actually um world narcolepsy day yeah yeah i believe it was the 22nd and 
a lot of people reached out a lot of really kind people reached out and it shows you like it shows you that there are still good people in the world oh yeah 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 and it gives you hope and that's like the beauty of this brand i mean mm-hmm. i meet i met you you know you're a good dude i've met a whole bunch of great people that like really have kept me in a positive mind state and i just yeah. hope i could keep that with them you know yeah and it's it works it works both ways though right like i feel like there's that one saying where it's like you attract the energy that you want to have in your life right and i yeah. kind of always like didn't really buy that i feel like the more of like hey if you're actively trying to whatever it is you're trying to advocate for whatever it is you believe or whatever your ideals are or morals are you start like actively pushing that and like just living like your life that way like honorable mm-hmm. you're gonna meet other people like who are on the same path but i feel you when you say that you attract that energy but you said that you didn't really feel that way when i was younger yeah yeah you know what i mean so, like i remember seeing that like do you a, have this thing where you feel like you're a people watcher mm-hmm yeah. I do that too. Yeah. Um, I'm really outgoing if I know the group that I'm around. Yeah. But um, I was just telling my boy Dante this. We were talking about it yesterday. Um, that I I sit and I watch people. Because um, he's like, you're really personable. And people like you. Um, but I, he said, I can't figure out why. You know, he's trying to be an ass. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I just, I really like to sit around and watch people and it's weird i almost take it as like i'm a a performer like i like to feel out the room and see how the room's doing yeah but then um going back to what you were saying about you know feeling like that way when you were younger about um there aren't good people or it's like negativity going around i think it was just me watching and examining like my surroundings at that certain time yeah i think you can like read a room room, right yeah the expression right if you can kind of gauge where your energy is needed because I, I could be like the the funny guy around a certain group of friends because they may be lacking that like uh, com- comedic relief right yeah but then other I tend to do friends, that one too that's but, my favorite angle yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're already like uh, in a group of like funnier people than you then it's like all right well maybe I don't need to be the funny guy maybe I could be like the GPS person or like I don't know like the, the person who kind of Guy, guides the room no, yeah, yeah I feel that room. so there's like all kinds of different roles you can play in different friendships and you definitely have to do that too with the podcast because yeah. let's say somebody's lacking on their end right yeah. then you got to sort of guide the conversation for them and get it out of them exactly yeah, yeah. I noticed that too because I told you that we were doing that whole little thing on the side mm-hmm. um, and that's really helped me mm-hmm. yeah it helps with uh, just gauging people and in natural interaction I have a bit of a social anxiety so mm-hmm. Now, if I could maintain that child in me where I did have that, um, you know, that watching eye Mm -hmm. and be able to incorporate it into my day to day activities and natural interactions, it helps a lot. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I'm sort of hitting a breakthrough on this whole mental health thing. Um, But I'm still learning. I'm still open to learning. And I think that's how a lot of people should be. You just have to be open to all angles and really see it out for what it is. And honestly, I felt like, because we're talking about like COVID and this whole like quarantine, like honestly, I felt like through this since March, I've probably gone through like three different like major shifts where I thought I had it figured out, the whole mental health thing. And then it kind of like drastic change, fuck, kind of scrambling. And then I figure it out, another drastic change hits, fuck, scrambling. And then uh, right now, I kind of feel like I'm in the groove right now. I've kind of figured it out. And I'm just kind of like already in the back of my mind, like, fuck, there's going to be a drastic change. And coming anticipating soon, you know? that. Yeah, yeah, no, that is um, that's something I dealt with a lot when I was younger. And still now it's um, it's expecting 
it's expecting the worst yeah yeah like you it you don't you don't give yourself the benefit of the doubt saying that good things can you know just keep happening for you and that or at least that's what was, i was doing i was like you know why is everything going good right now something yeah. bad is gonna happen yeah and uh you good <laughs> that's my neighbor <laughs> but yeah um yes <laughs> we're doing a podcast fool huh oh <laughs> you cut that out leave it in whatever you want to do <laughs> but um <laughs> this fucking guy <laughs> All right, so we'll wrap it back in. Mm-hmm. Um, we were discussing, we were discussing expecting bad things to happen to you, um, and that's the way I was. And the way I got over that was when I feel like that's happening. Mm-hmm. When I feel like I'm in this groove, what I tell myself, and maybe you could, you know, implement this into your um, routine. It's just I sit back, I do my breathing exercises, um, and I really, I really tell myself, you know, good things good things can happen to you yeah you know you don't yeah there's no reason you're not i don't i'm not a bad dude like i don't yeah. hate anybody i don't do things of that nature um so i just like to i like to reinsure reinsure myself that you know good things could still happen to me and that's yeah. how people have to be i mean i think people it's weird people almost want bad things to happen to them yeah and like it's been tougher this year i think for just common person you know this year whatever whatever may be have been taken away if you're an athlete your sport was taken away if you're a sports fan your sport was taken away you yeah. can't go to games like that and i just feel like like one thing after another was taken away from people this year where they really kind of had to um adjust and find like alternate hobbies alternate things to get into other things to keep their mind occupied definitely but it, it's a it's a challenge for sure oh yeah because i was um I was trying, I was like, okay, I'm gonna knock out all these different designs. I'm gonna do all these different drops. And then it was just like, because shit keeps changing every every week. Like yeah. we have some sort of new guideline or some outbreak is happening or the decrease in the COVID um, infections are like, there's a decrease in the COVID infections. So then everybody thinks everything's good. And then, yeah. you know, that, that funny enough, the natural thing happens where something bad happens. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> like we were just talking about and it's, yeah. yeah, I mean, life's crazy, but I don't know the sense, the state that I'm in right now. I just feel like mm-hmm. I believe good things could happen for me. Um, and I'm just keeping on that positive mindset and sort of riding on it. And then even when bad things do happen, I'm just... I'm taking it as a lesson and that's been a real good tool for me too as well to understand that once you've already came to the fact that that bad thing has happened as long as you grab the lesson from that bad thing that's happened yeah you can move on with your life yeah in a positive manner Mm -hmm. and that's the tough thing is like reflecting i mean that's one thing i I do like appreciate i have like friends now that will kind of ask me like hey you know like how you doing today or like kind of and they'll ask me like what was your high of the week or low of the week that kind of thing and and I have I listen to a few podcasts that kind of have something similar, like a segment where he interviews people, but he always starts off with the high and the low. And I, I think that's, that's a, interesting. That's a therapy tactic. Yeah, because that's what they do in a, when I was doing my therapy with uh, 
my therapist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's interesting to actually like kind of be posed the question and actually like force yourself to think about it. Cause it, when you are in like that, like that slump mm. and you're just thinking bad, 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 or like nothing good could happen to me. When you point out the high of it, where you're like, all right, well that's not, you know, like there is some stuff to look forward to and there is some stuff that could possibly turn it around. Yeah. Things aren't always going to be like this. It just sometimes because it's hard to snap out of it. I, I've mm. noticed like when things spiral downwards, chances are they, you know, they spiral and continuously spiral. But and especially if you're alone in your thoughts, if you don't have somebody, um, you know, asking you like how your friends are saying, mm-hmm. then you tend to stay in your thoughts. Because um, I just got in an argument and my friends are usually used to me being super upbeat and talkative. And when I'm in that position, like if somebody's not saying something to me, I will sit there and literally just like marinate so deep into my thoughts and drag myself so deep into this hole. And that's the only way, like somebody asking, you know, how you're doing. Um, And especially me as an only child, uh, that shit gets hard because oftentimes I'm alone in my thoughts, but like I said, it's been easier taking that step to taking that step with therapy. Um, me, I have this thing where I'm able to admit my mistakes, mm-hmm. and I feel like that has saved me from a lot of bad things happening in my life. Um, and I don't know, I feel like a lot of people lack that. A lot of people lack um, being able to admit to their mistakes. Yeah. But that's just people. We have our flaws. Yeah, and I know at least me, like I, I developed growing up kind of a shitty mechanism to kind of blame others, right? When yeah. it was my mistake, <laughs> Me I would too, try brother. to deflect <laughs> it onto other people. Yeah. You know, like, ah, oh, damn, if only they did this, or if they did this, and, and it's tough, but when you, I feel like when you hold yourself accountable, like, that's where you see the most growth, too, mm-hmm. as far as, like, all right, well, what are these, because if you can admit it to yourself that you admitted these things, and then if you're really, like, not happy with those things, like, if you're a good person, you know, then you're like, all right, well, I got to actively change this. You yeah. Know? And it's a step-by-step process. You know, you're not going to just change by the snap of a finger. Oh, definitely. But, you know, it's it's like uh, anything. Like, if you want to lose a significant amount of weight, you're going to have to put into work. You know, it's a process. Uh, same thing if you want to, like... Tell me, what, am I getting big, dog? <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I'm just playing. But, no, I feel you. Yeah. Um, it just... It begins to be... It begins to get to be a lot. And... You really have to take a step back and really get every different angle on it. Like, and that's why sometimes I feel like I get lost in my conversations because I'm thinking about different outcomes of where the conversation can go or different outcomes of where I want the conversation to go as well. Yeah. And I'm thinking of all of those. And sometimes it's a burden because you tend to get lost in your thoughts a lot. Yeah. But it also is a blessing because you could see it from other people's perspective about how this may benefit them or benefit you or benefit the both of you. Yeah. So it's, it tends to be a blessing and a curse. Yeah. It's a, I think a better word for it is anticipating. Right. Yeah. And I know like the biggest thing in like sports is like, cause I coach mm-hmm. teaching kids not to anticipate. Right. Cause if yeah. you're already like programmed, like when you line up at the line of scrimmage, I'm going to do this move or whatever. Chances are it's not going to work out exactly how you want. You have yeah. to react. That's the, the thing in most sports you know what i mean no, no play is gonna go picture perfect or most of them aren't you know uh-huh. and so the the more better you can improvise and kind of react on the fly the better you are and i it always kind of sounds dumb but like i remember like in baseball it was like a coach told me like the less you think like the better you'll be and it's just like what like you're telling me not to yeah. think 
but obviously you practice something that becomes so instinctual that yeah actually when you do don't think in the heat of the moment when there's people watching whether it's you know in front of millions thousands or just you know a couple friends it, yeah. it, it's different you can kind of just naturally no I agree even even, even relating towards the brand um, I anticipate so highly because um, you know I dropped this I wanted to help my cousin mm-hmm. um, and it was for a good cause so my anticipation was just super high I was like this is going to do great I love the design um, our you know the the manufacturer that we got it from and distributors that we got our clothes from we're a lot better this time. And I was telling Danny, I was like, bro, we're going to sell out. We're going to sell out. We're going to sell out. And he always keeps me in check. He's always like, just just calm down. You're getting too excited. That's his favorite thing to tell me. You're getting <laughs> too excited. Um, and sure enough, it didn't go as planned. Um, and like you said, if I just would have had more of a clear thought, I don't think it would have brought me down as much as it did when I didn't see that it did well. Yeah. But, I mean, like I said, we have that. I showed you the designs for the new stuff coming out. Mm-hmm. So... I'm really excited about that coming out too as well uh and yeah i'm just i'm pushing on yeah going back to the second drop mm. narcoleptic you said your cousin's narcoleptic for those of you who don't understand what that is could you explain a little bit more in detail yeah you um so there are severe forms of narcolepsy narcolepsy sorry about that and then there are you know not as severe forms um but it's basically falling asleep unwillingly um some people get it to the point where you just feel tired all the time um and this is to my knowledge from what i've learned from looking it up um some people fall asleep on the drop of a dime Mm -hmm. like so then with that some people fall asleep at the drop of a dime some people fall asleep uh just randomly Mm -hmm. um throughout the day are just super drowsy yeah it affects your mind state because now you're depressed or the feeling of constantly being um what's the word i was thinking of a better word for tired um groggy groggy exhausted yeah so you're you're getting a bit of depression um and then you got to figure for my cousin at her age still being in school um you got to figure you have other kids judging her um to my knowledge from what my uncle had told me is like other kids think that she's getting some special privilege because mm. she has to go to the office um she she's gonna fall asleep regardless yeah um so it's just it's crazy you got to deal with that and then you got to figure now you have to have some form of anxiety because you're now you're expecting yourself to fall asleep especially after you're diagnosed with that yeah um and yeah it's just under it's understudied right now so there's no like official cure for it. Um, they give you like Adderall and things of that nature to keep you up, but you got to figure that's just fighting one bad thing with another bad thing. Yeah. You feel me? Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, she can't drive a car. She can't do a lot of things that you know kids strive to do and things of that. And it it hurts you like when you hear about it. Mm-hmm. Um. And, you know, I figure why not use my platform to try to spread mm-hmm. some positivity and help her um, see that she's not alone in this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Has she mentioned Sleep Sucks and was that the inspiration behind having that on the brand? Um, the Sleep Sucks was sort of my thing. Mm-hmm. Um, 
she didn't know that I was going to do it for her. It was a complete surprise. I told her, um, and when I told her, she didn't even really know what to respond. She was just <laughs> in shock. Yeah. And then she called me back and she's like, I'm sorry. Like, I'm so thankful. And it sounded like she was crying. So it was beautiful. <laughs> it was a beautiful little moment we shared. Yeah. And, uh, sleep sucks was my thing. Um, the, the design for the, for this particular t-shirt, the snooze, um, the snooze button t-shirt is, uh, my I've always lived with my grandparents. This is actually my grandfather's house. Mm -hmm. um, when I lived in Vegas, I lived with my grandparents too as well. And we always have these clocks laying around. And yeah. one day I was just looking at it and I was like, I should incorporate this in. And uh, my boy Lou, who does my designs for me, mm -hmm. um, he executed it super well. Um, and yeah, that's how I got that one. And then the other one is the Scoundrel Supply Sleep Sucks, which is the words coming down that just it was just one of the designs I had in my back pocket that I was waiting to put out um, on something. So that worked out. And yeah, we have those with the girls see. And then this is just the hat with the SS on it mm -hmm. for the sleep sucks and scoundrel supply. Right. Um, so cross correlated. Mm -hmm. It's my little play on things. Yeah. <laughs> I like to get creative. <laughs> yeah. But that was cool. I remember when you first were starting to post it before you guys even had dropped it. Uh -huh. I always... I kind of related for a different reason because I know, at least for me, I, I devalued sleep. Uh -huh. I think from like 17 to like 20, I was like, I was like one of those on my grind people. And yeah. I definitely like overworked myself to the point where like, I probably have like some longer like lasting damage that I did to myself mentally, physically, everything. But I just, I like, I hated sleeping because I, I wanted, I didn't know how to pace myself with my goals. So I wanted to do everything all at once and stay up to like two and wake up at five and do it all. Yeah. Over and again. you take it for granted. And if you don't do that, then you are frowned upon. Right. You're frowned upon as you're, you know, you're not ambitious. You're not taking, yeah. you're not taking advantage of all your opportunities. And that's horrible. That's, yeah. I mean, that's just something that's been implemented into our heads and that we're programmed to think yeah. that we're not out here getting it, but that's something that we need. Right. And uh, something I want to get off my chest too that I learned from the um, this uh, beautiful young lady. She reached out to me, and she was doing the whole narcolepsy awareness, um, the world narcolepsy awareness, and she had stated um, that even though they do fall asleep unwillingly that sleep isn't sleep for them it's it's not rest it's, mm. it's not rest it's not what they need it's just it's like i said it comes um unwillingly and they don't feel rested after it mm -hmm. like they don't feel like when you when you get that good eight hours sleep in they don't feel like that oh, okay. yeah they feel they still wake up groggy and it just it puts a damper and it's sad you know that we that nobody's reached out and tried to figure out something to or some sort of you know cure for it yeah um and that's why i just wanted to speak on it and things of that nature and then like see so i want to get into this a little bit that's something that you could talk about that you should bring awareness to right because there was also suicide prevention day mm -hmm. um and I actually was talking to Danny about this and he said, uh, you know, not everything should have awareness come to it. Mm -hmm. And I feel that's true. Um, cause I, I really wanted to put something out for that. But at the same time too, I was thinking like when you're in that deep state of mind, 
you don't want to when when you're on the you know that path yeah yeah you don't want to think of you don't want people coming at you and thinking there's a certain way to come at that right. um you don't want to be babied i guess you could say Is that right? i don't know about babied i don't know it's such a sensitive topic because yeah. everybody's different um and it's a topic that hits home for me um because i have friends you know that have gone that route um but it's you can see but you have to be told you have to be babied by the right people and you have to be told by the right people that you matter mm -hmm. um definitely and sometimes it isn't it isn't a brand that's going to do it for you it isn't going to be something that's publicized um that's going to help you change or a movie that's going to help you change it's that one interaction that you're looking for whether it's from your father your mother um somebody that's close to you a friend that's close to you and that's who you need to hear from that's who you need to get baby yeah. by um because you haven't gotten that connection with them and that's what they're looking for yeah um so yeah i just wanted to get that out there too um i mean i definitely was aware that there's a lot of opportunities I missed out on. Um, the Mental Health Awareness Month, too. Mm -hmm. I mean, it sucks that we're sort of slacking it at these times, but I mean, it's understandable too, at least on my end, because of everything that's going on. Yeah. I don't want to make excuses, but yeah. it's the cards that I was dealt, and I'm okay with that. Mm -hmm. And you know, just move on, grow, and get better. Yeah, and there's always going to be those months next year, too. So you yeah. can catch it on the next year cycle or the year after is that cycle. Yeah. I know I had a similar feeling, too, at the beginning of quarantine. Uh, you know, I think for two months, like, both of my jobs were canceled. Like, we weren't working. And I kind of had this unrealistic expectation that I was going to, like, find and devise some sort of business plan to where I didn't have to go back to those jobs, right? I could just, yeah. like, whether it's podcasting or something else, you know, like, I would have a, like, stable business model to where I was like, all right, I could be independent. Like fuck those jobs. Like at least the regular jobs. Yeah. I didn't like, you know, and no, it didn't work you. like that. And, and you know, the next thing you know, we're getting the call to go back the, the following week, and I'm kind of like, shit. Like I haven't even, you know, like started that. <laughs> yeah. or I'm like not even like a tenth of the way in. So I remember having like, you know, those discussions with me too. Is like, you just gotta pace yourself. You know, like having that real that un expectation to to do something like that is pretty unrealistic. You know. Yeah. You, you were anticipating, and you were anticipating too yeah, as that well. Too, yeah. And I, I agree, it's, and that's where I have this weird line too, it's, I have these high expectations and then they say they're those people that, you know, just make that your all, grind it out, do that. And it doesn't work like that for everybody. Not everybody has that, that breakthrough. I mean, that's a one, one in 10 breakthrough yeah. or one in 100 breakthrough that you're gonna make it off of like you know make that dollar off of 15 cents and just make that breakthrough and yeah. get and just be the star that you thought you were going to be like yeah. that's very rare it takes a lot of different components to get there um but for i guess my only form of advice would be to keep steady though yeah you could still keep steady you don't have to get rid of the dream just because it didn't work out you know mm -hmm. in that little time frame because that was my thing too like and i think that's a lot of things with kids our ages we we have this high expectancy of ourselves, and if we don't get it at that current moment then boom we're done we're yeah. on to the next thing yeah but you could still keep drive you could still 
you know, keep your drive and keep going towards that goal. Just don't have like that crazy. Don't expect it to come. Yeah. You feel me? Like, don't have it planned out. I mean, have it. I'm I'm contradicting <laughs> myself. Have it planned out. Be ex- expect the worst. Don't expect the best. Expect the worst, mm-hmm. and and then make your plan from there. Then you figure out how to grow from that hole. Expect yeah. that hole because the hole will come. Yeah, the hole will definitely come. Um, and just expect to work out of that hole, no matter what's gonna happen. Yeah. And then I feel like that's when those breakthroughs happen. Right. When you're coming from that, you know, you're on your last breath, and now you're put. Now you really are putting. In a sense, you're all into it because your whole mind state is in that. Yeah. Because now everything that that goal has put in your head is it's affecting you mentally. So now you're you're waking up, you're thinking about that. It's in the back of your mind, and then that's when those breakthroughs happen. Because the way the world works, I feel like, is when they see that you have put like your heart into it, then they start coming around to it. Right. Hundred percent. I think it's interesting though that I forgot what you said earlier. <laughs> Hold on, I drew a blank. You're good. <laughs> you mentioned something earlier that kind of really connected with me. I, I think another way to word it too is like when you don't, you do want to plan it out, but plan it out like in baby steps first, right? Like yeah. sometimes think like bigger picture, like oh, we got to get this done all at once. Yeah. But you, then if you kind of like break it up into like, you know what I mean? Like pizza, right? Like it's mm. a big pizza. We're not going to eat all at once. Yeah. But if you cut it up to slices, you start with one slice and then you work your way around the pizza and eventually you'll get to that. Exactly. Um, but when you're thinking about the pizza, you're thinking about eating the whole thing. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and that's what you can't do because it's super unrealistic. Right. Because I mean, it's even something simple as that. Yeah. Like, because sometimes I'm like, damn, I'm so hungry. And then I'll go to Chipotle, order like quesadilla, burrito bowl bag of chips uh sprite and then i only finished like a quarter of the burrito bowl i was like (laughs) damn i was so hungry but and that's how funny like that's how relatable it is that's funny that you mentioned that that's Mm -hmm. crazy like that's how that's how simple it is Mm -hmm. you could think about it in food in a food manner like you gotta you gotta you know spread out your appetite and figure out how hungry you really are yeah yeah yeah, and you mentioned something too about like factors or expectations and us anticipating. I think it's a lot of external stuff too, right? I think a lot of times like our parents' generation, you know, whether it was minimum wage was different or just, you know, the economy yeah. was very different. It was more affordable though for them to move out in California in the young 20s and still be able to afford school. Cause like there's a whole bunch of statistics where, you know, you work a minimum wage full-time job, mm. like you were able to afford school back in the 80s. And then it's somewhere in the 90s, it kind of skyrocketed on proportionately to where it's not the same now yeah and then they're you know they're pushing you to do school i you know i felt the pressure right after school to like move out do your own thing and it's like well fuck like in this economy it's kind of tough and especially in the industry that i want to get into yeah you're not always going to be guaranteed something like you know it's not an engineering job i'm not gonna get yeah. six figures right away so it's something that definitely you kind of have to like learn to lay out these baby steps because i just feel like in this time that we're living in maybe more so than ever like things aren't gonna come as I don't want to say they didn't, they came easier to previous generations. Yeah. But I just think there there's a lot more challenges in our there. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna riff off that. There there's two ways. Okay. There's going to the parental thing. We'll start on that. Going to that. There there was a plan that could be simply executed. Yeah. It's it's you did this. 
my for for example this house my grandpa was um enrolled in the army or enlisted in the army um black hawk world war ii he took all the steps got this house like it was all he those steps were laid out yeah. now people that are doing i mean still if you enroll in the army you could still sort of do it but i mean to get a house out here in california definitely not no yeah so it's like it's just the plan was the plan was more simple back then you could do this you could go you could start at point a and have the plan to get to point b and you could get to point b that easily yeah as long as you follow the plan that's all you got to do right um and now with us it's like our our plan a starts here and then we got to take all these different steps and then we get to point b and point b isn't even guaranteed because all the different factors that may go into play you know with the economy and everything going right now and it gets it's just not as realistic as it's not as simple for us as it sounds like yeah the kids that go to college even the kids that have a that have a quote-unquote plan yeah some don't even like i said when they get to point b then it's like now what now you have your degree and they're asking you for um they're asking five years of experience (laughs) <laughs> Motherfucker, I just went to school for four or five years. You feel yeah. me? Like, I feel bad for them. I mean, I took that route for a little bit, and I'm still paying back on a loan. And that's, like, school. I, I enjoy learning, definitely. But school, the way it was set up for me and the times that I was going through when I was younger, I wasn't, I knew I wasn't going to take the school route. Yeah. I, I just knew that wasn't going to be me. Um, And, I'm, I mean, I have a nine to five, too, as well as running the brand right now. So I have a little bit of a plan, but like I said, there's no set in line plan. Like, I mean, I could enroll in the army, but (laughs) I don't really know about all that. Yeah. Um, But yeah, it's just, there's no in in line plan for us right now at this time being. Mm -hmm. And then riffing off of what you were saying too about the, so you were going the parent route. And my thing is too, I think um, I don't want to see my boy Dante's line, but he had told me yesterday, he said, he said, if we didn't have social media, a lot of the kids that have money right now wouldn't have money or something of that nature. Mm-hmm. And what he meant was like, some people's drive are purely based off of their insecurities and wanting to get to that, that financial state that they see these other people in and they yeah. think they're happy because they have yeah. that. And it, it was crazy. It was really eye-opening for me when he said that because I was like, that could be true. Like, that is very true. Like, a lot of people, if we didn't have social media and seeing, like, these, you know, people making money off of these certain things or being at this higher standard, we wouldn't have that high expectancy of yeah. ourselves. Or even jealousy. Yeah, jealousy, insecurity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and it just, it all goes into play. I mean... Um, like Kanye said too, riffing off of him, like it's just we're all we're getting programmed like day by day to think in a certain manner or think in a certain way, and it's it's crazy. Like you step back, and for the people who who see this, they call them crazy, mm-hmm. and I have felt like people have looked at me like that too as well. Um, but then you start having those genuine conversations and you start seeing that there are people like you and that understand it. And like I said, it's just a reminder that there are good people still left in the world and that yeah. still don't abide by the 
the rules that you know the higher powers that be have programmed us to follow yeah kind of breaking like you said breaking from the norm mm-hmm. a little bit and it's I, i've always found it challenging because i'm not money motivated right that's like never i don't really care if i'm a millionaire billionaire uh-huh. whatever you know and that's some people's goals that's yeah. not mine but i do find it difficult maybe especially because it's orange county it's at california it's kind of hard to to at least move out on my own and kind of have my own space right? yeah and I, right now i'm pretty fortunate like i have two jobs that i really love you know both working with kids different age groups but it's like okay like this is this is nice and mm. ideally if i could do this comfortably like this would be super ideal but in the back of my head too is like okay but i have to have at least like some sort of like third side hustle something else to make isn't it shitty from. that doing the good thing isn't yeah. isn't paid for yeah. Isn't paid. Yeah. Doing a, doing the right thing isn't paid. Right. Isn't and, it horrible? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm kind of, you know, I have to find a night you. job or something else to do on the side just to earn some more money mm-hmm. because I, I do want to move out of my parents' house and I don't want to constantly be there and have to deal with whatever the drama that they're dealing with. Yeah. And, you know, like that's, I'm sure that's a lot of people's struggles, you know? Oh, and for sure. And of course, into shitty situations where they're overworking two jobs. And I think that's the biggest eye opening thing, like working with the kids is like not so much the kids, like, you hear about their parents' scenarios and like they're working two to three jobs while yeah. having two or three, four kids living in an apartment under, you know, overcrowded, that kind of stuff. And their kids still want the, you know, iPhones just like any other kid. They're busting their ass for, to take them to Disneyland or whatever it may be. And mm-hmm. it's like, yo, like when does it stop? You know, I guess it's just kind of like a, almost like a never end, not a never ending cycle, but it's just like this constant like chase for something. And at least in this area, I feel like in Orange County, it's, it's really, it's like a grind, you know, yeah. in central Orange County, right? Because Santa Ana, Anaheim, Garden Grove, that's all very different from Lake Forest and all that stuff. Yeah. No, I feel that. Um, You want kids? Eventually. Yeah. Yeah. You figure you work with them a lot. Yeah, not in like the next three, four years. No, yeah, I get you. The only reason why I ask is because I I do believe highly in what you're saying. Obviously, the kids are seeing the kids around them with the iPhones and things of that nature. Um, I've, I've been... I've had the I've had the beneficial side of that, mm-hmm. and then you know not the not the beneficial side, um, being that because like my pops um, he had his major gains back in the day where he was up on money, so I would have like the newest thing back in the day, and then um, when my parent well he would have highs and then he would have lows, um, and this is all going to correlate at the end, but he would have highs and he would have lows. And when he and I'm talking about money wise financially and when he was low, then it was like the whole family had problems. Yeah. And when we left what he was doing, I couldn't stay with him um, because of what he was doing. So I had to come out here and move with my mom. But what I'm saying is going back to what you were saying about the parents is. And what I feel like I'm going to instill in my child um, because I, this is what I wanted was that my dad could have dropped what he was doing, took a lower income job, trained me that these bigger things aren't going to be what brings you happiness, yeah, you yeah. know, because for me, spending time with him would have brought me happiness. Yeah. I didn't need the PS4. Yeah. I didn't need all of that shit. Yeah. I mean, did, well, am I thankful that I got it? Of course, 110%. We're good. Think we should, are we yeah, good? We're okay. Good, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I talk about my dad. The wind starts blowing hard and shit. Um, but it's just, th- I think it's something I'm going to instill in my kid. Like, yeah, of course I would want to be financially stable and be able to buy them anything they want. But at the same time too, I want them to learn the 
what a family should be, which is, you know, communicative, communicative, um, loving, yeah. being able to quality time, quality time. And I yeah. think that's, I think that's what we lack a lot of, Yeah, especially our generation too. like just family time. I don't know. seems like family time isn't really a thing anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Do you get that sense? Yeah. With social media and everything, like everyone has, you know, their devices, yeah. smart TVs. We're just so drawn to, you know, I, I get what you're saying. At least I think of family time as like time at the dinner table, right? Time at the dinner table like, or we're all sitting in like the living room watching yeah, the game. Like, yeah, it's very um, rare. And I, I think like, you know, sometimes you do get it in a Thanksgiving or Christmas type holiday. But I feel like other than those times of years, it's it's pretty rare. Yeah. You know, it's very rare. And, and there's, you know, when you do have those moments, whether it's with friends or family or just other people you care about, it, it's kind of nice. You kind of like, you leave that moment where it's like, whoa, like, uh-huh. that was cool. Like, I do like going to places, camping or trips where there's no reception because it kind of forces you to be present. And my parents took me on a lot of those too, but it was when I was young. I don't know. So like there are time there's weird times where I blank out. Um do you blank out on things that happen in your childhood? Yeah. Yeah. I, I I've learned that I've I'm I'm remembering a lot more of the bad things because That's I, what I, I tended to do too. Yeah. It was like just remembering all those bad things that happened and because I don't wanna, you know, knock my parents or anything. Like mm-hmm. they did they provided for me, they've always kept a roof over my head, they've always did everything that they needed to do as parents. Mm-hmm. Um but there were certain things that they did too much of that I feel like they weren't doing it out of a bad heart. They were doing it, you know, coming from a good place, mm-hmm. but not realizing what was going on in current time being that, you know, maybe I needed somebody to talk to because like I said, I had anxiety attacks when I was a kid and things of that nature. And yeah. it's just like certain things I didn't know how to respond to as a kid and I feel like that's why I became um, such a people watcher when I was young yeah it's just something that like I'm constantly learning from other people or other things going on around me mm-hmm. and yeah I just that's just something I wanted to ask you I get curious to see you know how people feel about families and things like that yeah yeah my family structure was pretty interesting too because we never at least compared to my cousins and even a lot of my friends like we never had a lot um, of like the designer, you know, nicer clothes, yeah. nicer shoes. We didn't have like nothing, you know, I, uh-huh. like they always provided the basics, but that's what it was. And I remember times like my sister and I would get impatient sometimes. Just, yeah. We kind of be like, hey, like, <laughs> when you're a kid and yeah, you see your cousins yeah. or your friends flexing or whatever. And, 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 you know, social media wasn't around back then, but you know, there's still ways oh, they can kind of like influence you to want. Well, you're things. in school, so you're always around kids. Right. And so, you know, there was always those conversations I had with my parents, but my parents, you know, kept it real with me. I, that's one thing I appreciated when I was younger because I would ask, hey, how come my cousin gets the new GameCube or how come he gets the new, mm-hmm. yes, that, that, all the new toys, blah, blah, blah. But I know, like, at least in this one cousin's case, his mom was very, like, almost never present in his life, you know? Yeah. She kind of left him at his grandma's, and that was it, you know? And it was, and she kind of, like, one day, I think she was kind of, impa- or, you know, tired of us asking that kind of stuff. She was like, would you rather, you know, spend time with those toys or whatever, or would you rather spend time with me and your dad? Yeah. And I know, you know, I felt like we always had, while we didn't have a lot, we always had, like, loving family support. That's good. And as I got older, that's what made it more challenging, and that's why I faced, like, some difficulties, because we never had a lot financially. I was fine with that, and that's why uh-huh. I'm like, kind of a minimalist. But as things got rougher in between my parents' relationship and the whole family structure kind of got damaged, 
it really kind of was like, well, what do we have now? Like, we don't even have like the loving family structure. There's no support. We're not hanging out anymore. This is not the same as it used to be. So it's like, now what do we have, you know? Yeah. And, and so, I don't know. It, it definitely, you know, it faded. But I, I think at its core, there's and still then, some moments in, in the beginning of my childhood where I remember my parents did a really good job of. Yeah. And, but I definitely feel you heavily, too, on what you, because we're, we're, you're going through what I was going through um, when I was, like, around 16. Yeah. You know, you had briefly told me. But it's just... You started, and that's when my, that's, I feel like that's when my mental health issues started coming into play the most because I was looking back on, like you said, you start marinating on the bad times and that's all you're thinking about. But now that I'm sort of coming out of it, um, I do recognize that there are good times, that there were good times and that they did provide for me the best they could. And I think a lot of it was me just feeling sorry for myself and, um, I just had this talk with my mom because where our relationship was a tad bit rocky. Um, and I think we were both just trying to figure out what had, what we could have done better or we were picking on each other. Like you should have done this or you, sh or I should have done that for her. Yeah. And I think we just dramatically stopped. It was weird. It was almost like a movie and we're like, we were just, we were dealt these cards yeah. and we just got to deal with it and you got to move on from there. And, um, that was really, that was really what helped me move on from the whole thing. It's just like, you gotta, like I said, going back to earlier, you gotta have those lessons that you, you have to have those hard times that you turn into lessons. And until you learn the lesson from that hard time, you won't be able to move past it. Yeah. So I think that was just a real, uh, you know, milestone or whatever it may be. Yeah. I think too, it's like learning not only from like past lessons, but as well as like learning, like seeking out. I guess it's also understanding whether it's teachers, parents, anybody like that we kind of idolize as kids. Mm. They don't have all the answers, right? Yeah. Like like you said, they were kind of dealt the cards that they were dealt, and sometimes it looks like they have it together, right? We think most of our teachers had it together, and, and then it, you know something shit might happen. You know, yeah. I at least I remember like I had one community college professor where. I remember playing football, they kind of, re they had a recommendation of like easier professors, right? That uh -huh. <laughs> was a little easier to get through for the football players, yeah. you know, especially if you struggle with grades. So I remember I took one of them thinking like, all right, this is gonna be a chill class. It was a communications class, um, interpersonal communications, but she had just gone through a divorce that previous summer. Or, like yeah. They had started the process of a divorce. And like, I was like, maybe in that class for five, six weeks, but it was awful. Like she was just, she was taking out all her anger and her emotions kind of out on us. And I was kind of like, whoa, like, who, like you know what what's yeah. going on and I remember I had to drop that class but I I guess that's what I could kind of relate it to and I think you know same thing with our parents whatever they were going through they might have held mm. it together for a certain part and then after a while it's kind of like well shit like I'm barely holding on and yeah. this is affecting my child who I wish you know probably they probably wish we didn't have to go through that but at the end of the day they're trying to do what's best for them too so as a kid you see your parents as um basically superheroes yeah and I think the biggest flaw that a parent can have is keeping that, yeah. keeping, keeping that, mm -hmm. keep, making your kid think that you're a superhero. Right. Let him, let him think that, but reassure him that you are not perfect. Yeah. That the things you do are not always going to be correct. Um, reassure them that, you know, I am going to contradict myself. I'm not always going to give you the right lessons. I'm not always going to make the best choice. And if you keep it real with your with the kids, 
it just it's it's way better because then they're not they're not sitting there doubting that their superhero like fell you feel me like you're you're keeping it human like people need to understand that we are just human and we're gonna make we're gonna be imperfect like and that's just what the fuck's gonna happen it's just our natural thing to do (laughs) yeah yeah and i just don't think uh i mean obviously fathers a lot of them have that you know male figure so it's like they just they i don't know at least with my father it just i felt like he portrayed himself as like always right um he has admitted to his mistakes in the past Mm -hmm. but just parents in general they feel like they're right a lot and i just don't want to i don't want to ever make my like downplay if I do have kids, you know, yeah. downplay what they're saying. Like, yeah. you need to really take in what they're saying and say, not say, oh, you're wrong for saying that. Say, you know, maybe this could work. But, you know, maybe you are right. Right. And work from that. And I don't know. I think it would just be a really good um, thing for parents to know. I mean, if you got any parents that are watching this podcast. Yeah. No, I, I think it's crazy. Like, I mean, there is parenting classes mm. and there is like that. But that's all optional, right? Yeah. Like, and I think, you know, there are, like, a good amount of, you know, probably, like, if you probably guess a percentage, probably, like, 20% of parents yeah. do stuff like that. But, I mean, there's a large chunk that either don't have the resources, don't have the time, it was an unplanned kid, like, all that kind of stuff where they rush into it, like, you know what I mean? Where it's just they don't have the availability or that knowledge of parenting. But there's definitely, I think, like, you know, that, that could be something that's implemented, you know. I've always, I'm really big on, like, pushing and changing, like, the school curriculum. Mm. I think that's important, you know. Like, whether, obviously, like, in high school, kids aren't thinking about having kids. Yeah. But it's good to just have that knowledge regardless because if you do want to have kids, whether it's at 19 or 30, like. Yeah, or if it's c- unexpected. Yeah, yeah. you kind of have at least some basic knowledge because, I don't know. I mean, there's, like, home ec, right? And I remember, like, that's an elective, but I never took it. So, you know, for those people who never took home ec, and and it wasn't all just having kids stuff. It was a lot of like, you know, sewing, yeah, and cooking, and all that kind of stuff. So it was like a large portion of things. But definitely, there needs to be more education on like how to. Yeah, we need to redo kids. the whole educational <laughs> system as a whole. Yeah, but, I mean, we could go a whole another podcast on yeah. that. <laughs> that it's just like I said, we're being pro. The way we're programmed right now is not the way we need to be programmed in order to live a happy life. Yeah, because right now. I mean, especially in our current state, everything is anxiety is at an all time high. Mental health is at an all time high. Yeah. Like, and I fear because like, our mental health is at an all time low right now. Like, yeah, it's it's nuts. Mm-hmm. Um, and if we don't change something in the world now that, you know, helps us not live necessarily a smarter life, but a happier life, more efficient life. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't see anything getting better anytime soon but i'll be optimistic because that's just me (laughs) yeah and i try i know one thing i've been pretty pessimistic about is that like the anxiety getting higher and Uh. mental health getting lower is during the election you know that's like right around the corner and uh you know i I don't i don't care who wins i just think regardless of who wins there's just going to be a lot more hate spewed and like it's just it's almost like like you said kind of like the higher ups Mm. are kind of they're probably laughing at this, you know, because, you know, no one's winning in this. It doesn't matter if you're Democrat, Republican, left, right, pro this, yeah. pro that. Like, you know, it's, it's all like at the end of the day, we're all losing because like they're getting the last laugh and they're kind of running the country. And they're yeah. kind of like the ones who are comfortable. And 
you know, I don't know. I just think like the pandemic's brought to light about a lot of shitty stuff, and that's probably one of the shittiest ones. Is like how much politics is uh, is hated, or like it it spreads hate. You know, like almost mm-hmm. like feels like fan bases. You know, like we got you know different political parties hating people like if they were like rivals like the raiders and chiefs you know and now it's like it's everywhere you look because everybody's on social media too and you have all those random like spreading just i don't know that's why i told you i stopped on twitter um i'm back on it now and all of my stuff is just usually just shit you can laugh at or things of that nature um or stealers but um yeah it's just we're like I said, I'll go back to it again. We're being programmed to see all of these things all the time, and to we're spreading the message of hate more than anything, and it's yeah. it's sad. Like mm-hmm. people just need to <laughs> people just need to chill out. Chill and, down. In the most simplest, out. dumbest way to say it, people just need to chill out yeah. for like <laughs> a day or two, and just <laughs> take Maybe take some time more, to yeah. think about it. Like yeah. take some time to think about. <laughs> definitely more <laughs> definitely more i was just giving the people an opportunity but they just need i don't know people aren't willing to look at things from every different angle mm-hmm. aren't willing to accept when they are wrong and like i said we're all human so it's all gonna that's always gonna happen yeah but i mean i'm trying to do my little due diligence and with the whole new drop coming up um you saw that we put on the back uh I think I love myself mm-hmm. and I just want it to be a time for people to, you know, on this drop, it's, um, cause like I said, I lost a lot of confidence on this last drop because we didn't sell as much as I thought we were going to. I think I love myself. Um, it's going to be on the next drop. That'll be coming out during the winter time. Um, no guaranteed month, especially with everything going on. I don't yeah. want to, I don't want to put time limits on it, yeah. but that'll be coming out and I think that is just my little message to myself and to others like to gain your confidence back not ego but confidence yeah. and we should all have a little bit of confidence and happiness in ourselves. and I also feel like that would stop like the hate and other things because or the jealousy because that yeah. stems from hate and it's like I don't know the clothing brand it, it's working it's working its way in me yeah. and it, it's crazy how it's working like the thing, cause I thought about that before I thought about the message behind it. My little thing was, it was just, you know, it was something like I had came, that had came to mind when I had gotten out of therapy. Mm-hmm. It was like, fuck, like I'm really, I'm really happy with myself right now. Yeah. Like I'm fucking with myself. It's, it yeah. sounds egotistical, but you it's have to more- have some sort of confidence, right? Yes, exactly. Level. And um, it's not being, um, why am I? Oh, conceited. It's not being conceited. It's being confident. Like, and even if you have to take the step to be conceited in order to be confident first, I mean, make sure you're doing it right because you can, like, you can be conceited, but that could stem from insecurity. Yeah. Um, So just be confident in yourself, you know, and love yourself. And that's what I really want people to get out of this next drop. And I mean, shit, if nobody buys that, I'll come out with another thing (laughs) and we'll keep going. But Yeah. yeah. No, just keep spreading the message, man. You know, like just, I know, you know, things didn't go as mm. planned like in the beginning, but, you know, whether it's two months later, things start selling out, you know, like that's still, that's still progress, you know, yeah. just keep pushing the message. I know it can get difficult at times, but. Yeah. And know. even though it didn't do good, cause like I'm, we were giving, 
the proceeds to her um to my cousin mm-hmm. and even though it didn't do good and you know we may not have been able to give her that i got to get that moment with my cousin where i saw that it yeah. had made her happy and it had you know yeah she knew that somebody at least was fighting for us so yeah that was the biggest blessing that came out of it like yeah like i said lessons always come out of hard times yeah and i learned that lesson and that's what helped me get out of the funk because i sort of had a creative block too yeah. like because i was just going through like this whole little down swirl in my head but yeah i like i said i'm i'm in a real positive outlook right now things are going good yeah this weather's changing too so it's not going to be hot everybody's right. not going to be on edge and shit <laughs> yeah so I that, love it. Yeah. And just relating back to what you just said, too, I think it's cool because, like, there, I always relate back to this J. Cole lyric where he's talking about in the song High for Hours how he has a, foot, a bre- <laughs> friend or uh-huh. buddy. I kind of combine the two words. That's all he good. has a buddy that <laughs> <Freddy>? wants, to, <laughs> he wants to make music uh-huh. or he is making music, but he wants to pop off like J. Cole. You yeah. Know I mean, he, and that he's kind of talking about that in his rap. It's like his buddy wants to be big time, but he doesn't realize that even if you only have like 10 listeners, like, if you can relate with like two of those listeners, that's like two people that like, if you never put out any artwork, like two people that you never would have never helped. Yeah, been exactly. Helped. And I think, you know, constantly reminding myself that is like, I've kind of seen my podcast numbers go down since the pandemic uh-huh. started, whether it's people's routines or not listening to podcasts as much, but I still get like nice messages from like people that saying like, Whoa, like this really helped me. This episode was really cool messages from my students, former students, yeah, you know, family members, people that I haven't seen in a while, like old high school friends. People it's that, hard too though with like the yeah. route we took because podcasts, obviously, you know, there are yeah. a bunch of podcasts and a bunch of highly successful yeah. ones. And with me, clothing, obviously, there's a bunch of highly successful yeah. clothing brands. Yeah. And yeah, I think, I mean, obviously, that's why we connect good. Um, and that's why I hit you up and shit like that. It's yeah. like, we helped each other out not even really knowing you feel yeah, me yeah. and it's it's a beautiful thing like and that's i guess what comes from people with good hearts like and even what i was saying about teaching your kids that like we have to teach ourselves that too like yeah. we can't have that you know we can't feel like we're superheroes because we're not we're flawed right and that's the beauty in life i mean that is good. life that'd be good like a little slogan i'm human and i'm flawed yeah <laughs> some shit, shit like that we might have time on <laughs> it like oh we gotta get our stuff too yeah i mean we could talk about that off the podcast but yeah i still <laughs> i still have my design ready to go okay. actually all right for sure yeah well before we wrap things up you have anything else you want to plug where you can find your website that kind of stuff yeah um i will put the well by the time this comes out the website already be back online i have to do a little count but um website is www.scoundrelsupply.com that's s-c-o-u-n-d-r-e-l-s-s-u-p-p-l-y.com instagram is at scoundrel supply or it's at scoundrels underscore supply um and that's going to be our instagram we will have a promotional video for the winter drop and we it's up in the air right now but i'm not sure when you're going to put this out um but if you do land up putting it out before the state, we could possibly be in downtown Santa Ana. There's like a little um, farmer's market going on down there. Okay. So we'll be out there November um, 7th. Okay, dope. Right on, man. Thank mm-hmm. you again for being on the show. No problem, G. Ooh.
boom that's gonna wrap it up for another episode of the my mike and i podcast episode 127 if you guys really enjoyed that episode i encourage you guys to subscribe like follow the podcast if you're listening on apple Podcasts, be sure to leave a rating and review also don't forget to follow us on social media at my period mike and period i at underscore noah alvarez the first one was for instagram the second one was for my personal twitter those are the two best places to get a hold of me as well as just contact me give me feedback on the show i'm also doing some giveaways guys i'm giving away a 50 dollars and a 25 dollars gift card visa um to help promote the stickers for the podcast basically each sticker you buy stickers are two dollar each three dollars for the holographic each sticker you buy though will give you one more chance to win that raffle at the day before thanksgiving so i forget the exact date of thanksgiving but the day before the wednesday before i will be announcing the winner for that so you guys still have plenty of time almost a whole month you guys can pass the election you can pass veterans day etc etc and uh, still have time to purchase some stickers basically every sticker that gets bought all that money goes back to the podcast like into getting into some better equipment uh potentially have you know just upgrade the setting where i'm recording because you know i know the past few episodes i've been recording at the park and while it's cool the ambience is nice and most of the time it's been pretty quiet every now and then you get some you know you know loud cars that come by some people on the swings yada 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 so just trying to upgrade the equipment so i can get uh, better situated as far as sound wise and give you guys the best product as possible so i really appreciate you guys support that's at my period mike and period i on instagram and at underscore noah alvarez for the two social medias where i'm doing the social media account if you know me personally have my number feel free to reach out i'm gonna start texting people too about the stickers but yeah other than that guys man i hope you guys continue to chase dreams not checks never stop seeking knowledge thank you to demetrius for being on this week's episode or this week's new little episode exclusive i'm still trying to think of a name i'm gonna call this but anyways uh and thank you to generic sports for producing the instrumental playing in the background thank you to vince correa for designing the logo and thank you to you the listener for tuning in to another episode of the my mike and i podcast i'm noah alvarez the host signing off till next time